Drew and I'm back from my adventure to the US and to Mexico for another edition today of the Frequency Horizon. And I think you're going to like what you hear. Today, we feature a cross-section of folks who make Tofino the gem it is. We'll have a chat with one of the old guard who gives the community that rustic and literally rough around the edges flavor. And then we'll move on to, a little bit later, a live interview with the rising photographic player, creative in his own right, someone who's helping put Tofino on the map for denizens of the digital age through killer imagery. Because when you have a community as small as Tofino, everyone adds to the mix. And so that's why we're going to head to the character-drenched home of Carolyn Grumbach. Things on her mind and interesting tales to pass along. Will I pass the limerick test? So stay tuned for video and photographic reflections and plenty of amazing tunes along the way. This is the Frequency Horizon. First up, we're going to start out with an Eric Pritz track. It's his take on Church's new one, Tether.
that 10 minute track we played a few episodes ago, Opus, that was an Eric Pritz track with a Fortet co-sign on it, and this was another one. Next up, let's move into something a bit more drum and bassy, a bit more upbeat, if you can imagine that. This is DC Breaks, Breathe, featuring Dave Gibson. I want to say thank you to DC Breaks for actually stopping by the Frequency Horizon page. That's at the Freak Horizon with a Q on Twitter if you want to check it out. You know, you guys are welcome to come back anytime. Thanks for stopping by the Frequency Horizon. So we're going to play your track. This is one of the new ones and it's amazing. Enjoy. If you want it, if you need it, tired of the darkness, yeah, I'm ready to let go. If you want it, if you need it, I'm ready to begin spice of life. And by that measure, Carolyn Grumbach has quite a bit of spiciness. This is someone who has been here for years and years, actually had a triple hernia operation 
at six weeks old. You know, what a start to begin with. Now, she came out with her mom and her mom's boyfriend on a logging trip in a Jeep way back before Tofino had become what it is today. She did end up packing her bags and heading out here. I thought it'd be interesting to get a little bit of her story for you guys, so strap yourselves in because this will be quite the ride. Never go faster than your guardian angel can fly. Is what the plaque reads. We've come here today to this house nestled in behind Vargas Treasures and the old home of Tough City Radio to a house with wooden siding and brown trim surrounded by brambles and overgrown trees to meet Carolyn, my friend's landlady and a Tofino living legend. Let's hear her story. How are you doing today? This is how I can trust you. I don't do trust. So, but I've got the limit book. Okay, bring your arm up. Open it up to any sign. Okay, now what? You pick up Limerick anywhere you want and you read it out loud. 1370 under eccentricities. A reformer who went out to Bali to change the sartorial folly of the girls now admits a pair of good tits and season can seem rather jolly. Did I do okay? Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Because, the test. Well, that is the test with me, anyway. Who brought you to Tofino originally, eh? How I got here. I grew up in uh, a little bit in Nova Scotia, a little place called Wilmot. Okay, I'm stressed out being a financial analyst, and you know, I just ran away from Vancouver. In 89? Yeah. I just ran away and came over here to be a waitress. It was the bestest job I ever did. Five dollars an hour in tips and people were like really, really nice, you know. So what was it like when you actually made it to Tofino to live? That must have been quite a trip, eh? Well, it was kind of funny because I'm dressed up like a girl and with a, you know, blouse and skirt and high heels. And the guy I'm supposed to meet, who's kind of like the worst bartender, killer kind of guy, I walk into the bar, it's the darkest bar on the planet, okay? When this is Sin City. And I walk in, and I'm like, looking at the table, and they're all looking at me, because I just got off their fish plant jobs, and doing whatever they're doing. They haven't seen a woman in a kind of dress, like a gal. Oh, I, you know, I sit down at the bar table, and you know, I was like, I've seen them in worse places. He's a tar bender, or whatever you call it, 
bartender and says, hey, beautiful. It was wonderful. And they're all like really, really happy people. They're all wearing gumboots and fun stuff. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Where the heck have I landed? He goes, I thought you're coming next week, Carolyn. <laughs> so here I am dressed up like a nice lady and fly into this fisherman's and lager's place, you know, where they have their beverages after hours. Oh gosh, it was funnier than heck. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I've been in biker bars and never got hurt. And I've seen the whole everything go kabonkers. And I'm like going, oh my lord. So where am I? Now I'm in Tough City. A 101. He was a native fellow, or indigenous, whatever you want to call it. Like, oh, it's the Indian agent. Scared the heck out of me. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the ex-Indian agent, and you're the first one I'm gonna ask. Oh, we had fun. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was like, and he still bugs me about it. Here's my Indian age. I said, you're ex-Indian age. Eventually, I found out that my relative, who I used to play in a swimming pool, was the Prime Minister of Canada, Jack Layton, and God bless his soul, because he was a really good, good, you know, like, there's not so many good politicians out there, but he was really good. I don't think he was the Prime Minister of Canada. Yeah, he was. But he was the leader of the NDP party? No, he was the Prime Minister. You check out your... Who's that? What's his name again? Jack Layton. Uh, yeah, he okay. would check it out. As, was Tita Fido much different back then? I mean, has it changed a lot? Yeah. Since Chris Lefebvre tried to buy up the town and make it Purdyville or whatever you call it. I don't know you call it Purdyville. Yeah. Yeah. Condoville. You know, I got I got them next door to me. Oh, and they're trying to sell off my piece of the world. Help me finish this sentence. The craziest thing about Tofino is Ron. One thing. One thing I hope I can accomplish this year is. Shut up. <laughs> um, much more laughter and eventually I want to go into one of the plays have you ever been in a play before oh yeah like a leading lady no no I don't I want to be in the back part you know like going uh, your moment. You could be you could you could be a star. 
Well, what do you I want to do? What do you want to do it? Um, to encourage. I'm an encourager. Go roll me a smoke. There's coke in the Midas touch. And joking the way that we run. What's your name? Andy C. Why do they call you that? Because I am that way. Any desperate person could come to my door and go any seat. Get in there and wipe your face up. You're all right. You know, um, you're safe with all states. So. A, lot, a lot of times, kids, the older locals around here say, Carolyn, you're too trusting. I'm going to have my house ripped off. And I've been punched in the head, uh, but weird things happen. So why do you keep doing it? A lesser person would give up, you know? It wouldn't would stop helping people. Put padlocks on their door, and, right? Try it with me. It's not gonna happen. Because... The persons that ever hurt me, they would hurt me as a person. And probably underground. I didn't ask for it. I know a lot of people. It's like, oh, somebody's putting she down, like hurting her. You're gone to. And I don't have to ask. It's like, you're pleasant around me, and I'll be pleasant around you. And then I can just put my little hands together and go sleepies. And it's like, oh, and then I'll get a new puppy dog, which I need. Very large one. The bestest job that Carolyn ever had is Tessie sitting. Tessa. T-A-S-S-A. I walk to town every day and she makes everybody happy. And her dad could take the dead bodies out for me, you know, on a tugboat. <laughs> but anyway, that's the truth. That's you, you know you're laughing. It's like, oh God, I want to drag them out. I just throw them out the window, those assholes. If they're assholes, <laughs> you're gone. That was quite the excursion out to Carolyn's house. I'm back outside in the rainy, wet weather. It was a bit of a refuge. Bit of a trip. Some bit of sinister comments that have me a bit on edge. But there was a lot of warmth too. And that's quintessential Tofino. Thanks for coming along for the ride.
that was Carolyn Grumbach, a true Tofino resident, a true Tofino soul. And I'm glad I got a chance to meet her. And, you know, I don't know if you guys will pass the Limerick test, but it was kind of I was a bit worried there for a second, but luckily I got it. So, um, actually, the music we were listening to, just in case you were wondering, the first one um, was actually, uh, it was called um, Dowd, What's There? And then the second track was actually a Ben Howard track. And we're here actually live in studio with, with Marcus Palladino. He actually recognized that track. Where do you recognize that track from? We just totally, we just totally like blew that, and uh, your mic was not on. So basically, <laughs> it, um, yeah. So Mar Marcus Pal Palladino is here live in studio. Hey, thanks for having me, Drew. Yeah, welcome. Um, so yeah, we were listening to Ben Howard um, from the Every Kingdom, I believe, album, and that track was something that was on a film that was. Where was it filmed? Uh, yeah, it was a surf film called Attractive Distractions. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. It's a very poetic and interesting feature. But um, I think the section was in Portugal, and Albi Lair and Matt Miola, they were trying to surf this slab. And I think the tide was, wasn't low enough or it was too low, but they were all just getting chucked over the falls. And yeah, it made for a really good section, and it was a nice dramatic buildup. It's got that feel to it, that song. That's you know obviously why I put it with with Carolyn's piece there, just because it is that has that a bit of tenderness to it, but there's a darkness as well. Yeah. Um, which would go well with you know getting thrown over the falls, I guess. Yeah, it really makes you think, just like that interview. So Marcus is you know kind of a I guess up and coming photographer, you would say, who's shot for you know, Surfline.com, Surfcam, 33 Mag, and quite recently Stab Magazine. So. You know, this is someone that's getting Tofino out there, visually speaking, but is also has a bit of a you know artistic kind of bent as well. Recently had a, a gallery showing in, in Northern Swell down in Vancouver, and has been posting on blogs and that. But I, I just want to kind of ask you first and foremost, you know, what it is about Tofino that that has captured you, has been you know created a, that I guess drive to go out and send those images around. Well, we live in such a beautiful place; it's hard not to want, not to want to capture everything. I mean, just looking outside in the morning and seeing the sunrise, it's just incredible. And my house is surrounded by trees, so just when I wake up and have a coffee, I just kind of want to shoot. So we're going to have you here with us for, you know, for the show, for the Frequency Horizon. And, you know, we actually have some music you brought along, and I figured, you know, why not start out with a track to get us going. And this handsome family song, it's called Far From Any Road, what made you want to pick that one out? Uh, it's from a TV show called, uh, what's it called? Uh, True Detective. And the cool thing about the show is they change the main characters every single season. But this is like the, uh, the opening intro to every episode. For both seasons or for the first, first um, season or the second? <laughs> to be honest, I've only ever seen the first season because it's got Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. And I just, that was the best season and I just couldn't even bring myself to watch the second one yet. Yeah, me too. I, I kind of watched half of one of the newer episodes. It looks all right, but is, nothing like that. Is Vince like Vaughn the... in that one? Yes, he is. And he's the bad guy, right? Um, I think so. It seemed a bit sinister, at least, you yeah. know, if nothing else. I'm not convinced yet i mean I can't replace woody harrelson there's no there's no replacing woody harrelson or uh you know you know the uh, the all right all right all right guy either 
So, you know, that's, he really made the first first season. But uh, let's let's get into this song and you never replace Addington. <laughs> never can. So here we are, handsome family, far from any road. family far from any road. Next up, we're going to move into the Rural Alberta Advantage, the Ballad of the RAA. Quite an upbeat, sort of breezy tune, reminds me of life in Alberta a little bit, so I hope you enjoy it.
is a good thing and it will last. Now these things will pass. It's a good one that will last. And right here, what we've had. Good thing and it will last. Such a great tune. It's fantastic. Takes me back. Takes you back to what? Uh, well, I was just telling you while the song was playing there. Um, I used to work laundry room at a resort, and I did 6 a.m. shifts. And when I go grab my coffee, and the first song I put on would be this one. So it just reminds me of uh, folding towels and drinking <laughs> coffee and thinking about life. Getting through the getting through the workday. Yeah. Thinking about the prairies. That's cool. Um, you know, that allowed you to be here in this. You know, beautiful place under the sun, under the moon, whatever. And uh, while you're here, you, you've been creating some amazing imagery and whatnot. But I was just kind of curious, like, take us back. Like, how did you get into photography originally? Well, it all started in high school. Um, it was just an alternate class to take. Uh, we did, like, 35-millimeter film. We had, like, a dark room and stuff. And I originally took it just because, you know, I really like art, but I can't really draw. So I thought this would kind of be a good alternative and... I was just, I guess I was kind of good at it, and I just really liked doing it, and I've just kept doing it since, really. That's awesome. I mean, there's so many people that will start, you know, take that communications class or whatever in high school, and then it never leads to anything, but what, what caused you to send that first, you know, pitch or the first freelance article or, or you know, the first, um, I guess, uh, inquiry to kind of get your work out there? Well, I originally went to school for photography. I went to, I did the professional photography program at North Island College, and that was definitely a step in the right direction. I mean, I learned a lot from my peers and my instructors and whatnot, but I just kind of found while I was at school, the, uh, the colleges in uh, the Comox Valley, I found I was just going to Mount Washington all the time. So, like, <laughs> if I had a half day, I'd go up and snowboard all morning and then come down uh, go to class still in my gear at noon. And get that half-day pass. Yeah, I get the half-day student pass. And I found I kept doing that, and that's when I was kind of like, okay, maybe this is the type of photography career I should pursue, kind of like outdoor action sports, because that's what I'm into. Well, that's awesome. That's yeah. sort of a, I guess we share that a bit in common in the sense that well, I spent uh, the last, say, two years working in the Comox Valley, taking photos oftentimes at Mount Washington, of different events oh, or no and whatnot, yeah, going on, and uh, I mean, so I think personally, I think that mountain's a great training ground. Um, oh, absolutely! You know, they say it's a great training ground for snowboarders, but I think it's also a great training ground. Would you agree for photographers? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not as foggy as say, uh, like Big White. I mean, don't get me wrong, trees and fog are like my favorite thing to thing to take photos of, aside from surfing. But um, yeah, well, there's plenty of blue sky and. And thankfully, this season is actually looks like it's pumping. We've had a pretty dry last two seasons up there, so I'm really happy for you know everyone in the Comox Valley that they can actually ski more than 100 days this year. What made you transition to kind of looking more at surfing through your lens? Well, originally I came here as kind of a substitute for snowboarding. So like it was just during the summer. Uh, what mountain was I on? I was on Cypress Mountain, and a friend of mine had pitched the idea to. You know, spend the summer working Tofino, working a resort, and kind of do that life. So I 
said, yeah, sure. I got hired, moved out here, and yeah, I don't know. Something kind of came over me because then I left that summer, and then I did another snowboard season, but I just kept thinking about surfing the whole time. And me and some of the Australians, we would just sit in the uh, the staff com and just watch surf movies and talk surfing, and that's when I realized that I was hooked. That's one of those things that once it hooks you, it kind of never lets you go, I guess. Yeah, I never meant to stay out here, but, you know, here I am four or five years later. What is it about uh, photography that still gets you really excited, or what makes you kind of want to, you know, strap on the bag or whatever and head out, or strap on the wetsuit and jump in the water to, to kind of get the shot these days? Well, I get really excited when the guys I'm shooting get really excited, you know? So it's kind of like you just bounce energy off each other. Um, specifically Michael Darling, he's always keen to shoot, so like his excitement and energy, to, like he'll surf three times a day, makes me want to go shoot three times a day, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, I've heard that with surfers before too, where they'll like kind of each be competitive with each other, or like kind of head out to the swell to, you know, try to, you know, I guess one-up each other, but... Well, it's not one-up each other, I think it's all just uh, pushing each other in progression, right? So, you know, if you're surfing and you see your friend get a good wave, your first instinct is to get a better wave. Not in the sense of, like, competition, but just, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, yeah. and um, I actually had that quite recently when I was down in, uh, uh, in Mexico, and I'm going to do, a, like, a little feature on it coming up in the next few weeks on the Frequency Horizon here is uh, headed down to... Toto Santos off Ensenada and just happened to be in the boat with a, a photographer who shoots for, you know, Surfline and Surfer and kind of each of us were kind of showing each other the shots that we had gotten and kind of, you know, it makes you excited to try to catch a better shot or push yourself. You sort of, um, do you find that, um, you know, you kind of are able to push yourself to the next level photographically or do you find, what's the best way that you find um, to kind of I guess you take your imagery to the next level. Well, it's pretty hard to not be inspired by the guys that are already around here shooting, like Kyler Voss and Jeremy Koreski, and you know, looking at their work and kind of seeing all the shots they have up the coast, it makes me want to do the same, right? Like, it's just... I'd, I'd be lying. I'm at a loss for words here, Drew. I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't, if I wasn't, if I didn't say that I was looking through a Jeremy Kretzky book earlier tonight as well. So, oh yeah, that's a great book. So, Very inspiring, actually. No, I, I figure let's let's move into the next song. Um, I'm gonna play one. What you got first, Drew. It's uh, "Tide" by uh, Old Slash River. It's something I found on SoundCloud, and it's just a nice, nice vibe to kind of carry us into the evening. And I hope you enjoy what you hear. in a tide it's always been so close to me and the waves you hide breaking us for all to see the water and your pride drown all that's left of me mm -hmm. there's nothing more for you to eat now I don't know why it feels like my skin don't fit If I survive your night, I'll pray for rivers, mountains and your feet 
so close to me On the waves you hide Breaking us for all to see The water and your pride Drown all that's left of me There's nothing more for you to eat It feels like my skin don't fit here in the studio with Marcus Palladino. It's great to be here, Drew. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we talked a little bit about your photography, but you're not just a, a point-and-shoot kind of guy, necessarily. No, I've definitely done my fair bit of uh, motion. And uh, just to take people into Fino back, they may actually recognize um, one of your films. You had, um, what was it called, Kooks? You had a, 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 yeah, I want to say trio. Trilogy, is that right? It was a trilogy, yeah. It was a trilogy <laughs> that was never meant to be. But uh, yeah, we'll call it, we had the Kooks trilogy. I mean, when you come up with the name like Fifty Shades of Spray, you really have to make Kooks too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Fifty Shades of Spray uh, for Kooks 2 is actually an idea a friend gave us. And then we just kind of ran with it a bit, and everyone really liked it. I think the title got more recognition than the actual short film did. Good marketing, though, right? Yeah, exactly. People love that book. What was the, what was the point of going with kooks as a theme? There really wasn't a point to it. Like, I had made the first short film, and then I was just trying to think of a title for it on YouTube. And then I wrote kooks, and it seemed like it didn't like, fill it enough. So I was like, kooks, a love story. And I just that all kind of tied in. And then people were asking me, When's Kooks a Love Story 2 coming out? And then it just kind of turned into this thing. But for example, okay, I was in San Diego the other day in the water, and actually I'm not that great of a surfer, and so I, f I fit quite in with the scene that was happening that day because my friends that were good surfers said, they said, oh, there was a lot of kooks out today or something like that. So I was just wondering what the tie-in is with the actual kind of concept of what a what a kook is versus why you decided to go with that. Well, Drew, I think in uh, the surfing sense, we're all kooks. It does... <laughs> 
And no, seriously, in the eyes of whoever is looking at you, everyone's a kook, you know what I mean? So I could look at you in the surf, and I could say you're a kook. But then, you know, uh, Pete DeVries could look at me and say that I'm a kook, right? But then Kelly Slater could look at Pete DeVries and say he's a kook, you know what I mean? Like, everyone is a kook, and that's what we're trying to embrace. So the idea of a surf movie with, like, completely amateur surfers just kind of makes sense, right? I like that idea, like even just, um, you know, the fact that you're, you're carrying that concept on into this new webisode that you're doing. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about what, what's the concept behind this, um, the webisodes that you're creating. Yeah, so after we did Kooks 3, we came out with Kooks B, which is just like all the bloopers and uh, forgotten clips from the Kooks 3 movie. But then people kept asking me to make Kooks 4, and I just absolutely refused so we've kind of done a middle ground. Me and Davin have created a, uh, a Kooks web series that Storm Surf Shop is kind of picking up. Um, and what it is, essentially, is, is just we've just been filming um, just tourists being tourists and then kind of doing silly voiceovers and kind of uh, just not making fun, but just sort of teasing them. I, I, I'm just going to interject to say that I think it sounds a little bit of like uh, the Beavis and Butthead commentary on music videos. They used to see on those Beavis and Butthead oh, yeah, shows. You right. ever thought of, is that kind of what you were going for? No, or? no one's ever compared to that. I've sort of always thought of it <laughs> as um, kind of uh, an impersonation of Sterling Spencer films, like Surf Madness, when he does all those. Like, if you follow Sterling Spencer on Instagram, like, half of his feeds are him filming kooks and just, like, talking over them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, like, let's be honest, like, what's more fun than that, right? Yeah, I mean, me and Davin have a good time making it, and we, we like to laugh at ourselves, basically, so... I know. mean, okay, we've been talking about Davin enough that we gotta, we gotta play one of his songs. Oh, absolutely, for sure. So I think the one we selected was Surfer Boys. Yeah, Surfer Boys. So this is actually pretty fitting for right now, because this, so the story behind this song is that, you know when you're like talking with your friends about the surf, and they're just like going on and off? about like the most elaborate things that happened and you're just kind of like smiling and nodding like yeah right bud you know there's a there's a few people in this town that just talk too much about surfing and this song is about them and yeah that's enjoy. cool i would have never gotten that just, so just know, listen to is. the lyrics and you'll you'll see what i'm talking about Oh 
Dave came up to me and said Hey bro, you and your whale snake my wave I challenge you to a contest at the Rocky Grave Sally was watching and I wanted to be brave So I said, hey comma, you got it Dave We then paddled out to the grave site It was probably reading that 20 foot wave high And everyone was there, even Max Snail Dave charged the wave, looked sticking and fell The sport came up broken in two Max Snail yelled, it's all up to you Came up and I dropped in, I stalled it and it started barreling. Everyone ashore started cheering and I shot under there like a bullet for the wind. Cause me, ah, surfer boys, and we ride on our surfboards. The girls all take the bridge, cause we look so good with our flowing hair. We are surfer boys, and we ride on our surfboards. The girls all take the bridge, cause we look so good when we're running around. We are surfer boys, we look good. Davin Sandvar, Surfer Boys, D-A-V-I-N-S-A-N-D-V-A-R. Look them up on SoundCloud. Boys and girls, you'll like what you hear. And the next one I'm going to play, it's called Hooray for Earth, True Loves. The reason I'm playing it is because there's something that we have in common, uh, Marcus and myself, is that we both contributed to 33mag.com in the past, and uh, this is actually a song that I found on 33mag.com today from one of their playlists, so hey, why not give it a play? It's called Hooray for Earth, True Loves.
Hooray for Earth with uh, that's Hooray for Earth with True Loves. We're actually playing another Dav song. This is Tough Winter. What is this? What is this song about? This song is about living in Tofino during the winter and our hardships. So that's where we are right now. Yeah. Not too much hardships, I hope, though. At the edge of the world blows an offshore breeze Isolated by the range and spruce trees Snow on the peaks as you paddle out into the seas Use your landmarks well or you'll be lost indefinitely And I can't feel my toes temperature by the sight of my breath I could tell there was a chill in the air chill in the air if I go out there Oh, oh, oh. 
As I asked a lot of guests that come on, I wanted to ask Marcus about a memorable Horizon moment, and I think he's come up with something. Marcus, what's something that stuck with you from you know your work looking at or staring at the Horizon since we're on the Frequency Horizon? I do stare at the Horizon a lot, actually, but the one that kind of like popped in my head as soon as you asked that question during the song was, uh, it was actually the first time I ever not just took a photo of the sunrise, but actually saw the sunrise. I mean, I hiked up a mountain, and I set my camera up, and I got everything set. And then the sun was rising between the mountains, and this was the first time I'd ever actually seen the sun literally rising up from the horizon. I'd, ever, I'd always seen, like, the pink sky in the morning, but I just, yeah, I'd never even thought about that before, and I just had this big sense of gratitude and honor that I, you know, could re recognize that. So that was, that was a great moment. And it's cool that you're in a position to kind of capture it. Did you have your camera with you that I, day? I did. I had my camera. I went up there specifically to shoot the sunrise, but like in all of my preparation and planning, I had never even thought about the fact that I'd never seen the sun rise before. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I happen to you know be in a similar situation. You know, more sunsets than than sunrises. I'd say. I've definitely seen my fair share of sunsets in this town. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that, and thanks for coming in. Um, hey, so no problem, man. It's, uh, it was my pleasure. We're going to do one last song here for this hour, and then uh, you know, head on to the next hour. And uh, that's going to be Kanye West, Real Friends. It's the new one. How many of us, how many of us, how many jealous, real friends, there's not many of us, we smile at each other, but how many honest, trust issues, switch up the number, I can't be bothered, I cannot blame you, for having an angle, I ain't got no issues, I'm just doing my thing, hope you're doing your thing too, I'm a deadbeat cousin, I hate family reunions, fuck the church up by drinking at the communion, smelling free wine, now my tux is ruined, in town for a day, what the fuck we doing? Who your real friends? We all came from the bottom. I'm always blaming you, but what's sad, you not the problem. Damn, I forgot to call him. Shit, I thought it was Thursday. Why you wait a week to call my phone in the first place? When was the last time I remembered a birthday? When was the last time I wasn't in a hurry? Uh. Tell me you want them tickets when it's game time. Even to call your daughter on the FaceTime. Even when we was young, I used to make time. Now we be way too busy just to make time. Even for my real friends I guess I get what I deserved on a Word on the streets if they ain't heard from them uh, I guess I get what I deserved on a Talk down on my name, throw dirt on them I couldn't tell you how old your daughter was Couldn't tell you how old your son is I got my own junior on the way, dog. Plus I already got one kid Couldn't tell you much about the fam, dog. I just showed up for the games, dog. 
Maybe 15 minutes, took some pictures with your sister Merry Christmas, then I'm finished, then it's back to business You wanna ask some questions about some real shit Like I ain't got enough pressure to deal with Please don't pressure me with that bill shit Cause everybody got them that ain't children Oh, you been nothing but a friend to me Niggas thinking I'm crazy, you defending me It's funny, I ain't spoke to niggas in centuries To be honest, dog, I ain't feeling your energy Money turn your kin into an enemy Niggas ain't villains, they pretend to be Looking for real friends. real friends How many of us, how many of us Are real friends, to real friends To the real end, to the wheels To the wheels yeah. don't spin yeah, yeah. To 3am, calling. How many real friends? Just to ask you a question, just to see how you was feeling. How many? For the last, you was frontin'. I hate when a nigga text you, like, what's up, fan? Hope you good. You say, I'm good, I'm great. The next text, they ask you for something. How many? What's best for your family, immediate or extended? In the argument, the media extended I had a cousin that stole my laptop that I was fucking bitches on Pay that nigga 250000 just to get it from him Real friends eh? Let's say someone wanted to check out your work Or find out a little bit more about your webisodes Where can they go? Yeah, if you're looking for the webisodes um, I think they'll be on the Storm website soon But in the meantime, you can go on YouTube And just search Kooks a Web Series um, if you're looking for my photos and you got Instagram, you can you can follow me at uh, at Marcus Palladino. And uh, if you just want to check out my website, it's just marcuspalladino.com. M-A-R-C-U-S-P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O.com. Check it out. That's exactly right. And uh, if you're looking to get your hands on uh, hands on my work, like immediately, I do sell prints, but um, if I sell postcards at Storm Surf Shop, and I sell uh, a large canvas and various prints at Merge. So check them out. Which, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually read an entire zine that I bought at Merge one time on the show. Oh, no way. Yeah, and if people want to check it out, they can go to uh, soundcloud.com slash frequencyhorizon to hear back issues of this particular Frequency Horizon show once we upload it, or the other ones, of course, that have, that have already been played. So you can check that out, and as well, we just want to make a shout-out to all the folks that have been following on the Facebook page. We've just gotten up to 200 followers that's facebook.com slash frequency horizon. Thanks for checking that out.